Whatever time of day it is to you, how you do in your bud coven. Welcome back to the witching half hour or so. This is your favorite little witch, Jody Ann. I'm here today to talk about tarot. You know I love these cards. It's where my esoteric journey started and I've been working with them for, well, more than 25 years I've been reading and working and studying the tarot. And we will be getting into that. Before we do though, I have a little bit of housekeeping. So the first item is we are going to look at the hangman card today. That is card 12. And you may be saying, what happened to card 11? If you remember, we've already covered the justice and the strength card. We did a double episode on that back in episode 24 of season one. And we broke down why those two cards can be in either position and we talked a lot about that so that's there for you to go and listen to now today you might notice this is totally a housekeeping piece that you might hear crickets in the background one of my kids has a gecko a pet lizard and i have crickets for him and these crickets are the chirpiest crickets we've ever had in our house and they just make cricket sounds all day I don't know if I will be able to edit them out because they're so quiet and I don't know if I could take them out of audio, but um, if you do hear any kind of weird little chirpy sounds, that's what that is. So I apologize. I have two more kind of exciting housekeeping items. I'm going to open up my books to new clients. I haven't done this for a while, but April, I'm going to open up my books to new clients. Um, I have a forum on my website. You can go and fill that out. I'm going to be, that's going to be open all of April. And then for the whole month, you can put your name in to become a new client. After that, I'm going to close my books and I'll be contacting everyone in May around booking and what times work. So that's going to be on my website, which is www.jodiannepsychicmedium.com. Under bookings, you'll see the form is going to be there. That'll be live in April. And I believe this this episode comes out in April, so that's relevant. And I just started a Patreon, guys. If you are inclined to financially support the podcast, I welcome you to do that. I only have one tier set up. It's $5 American. So if you're a Canadian like me, it's the exchange rate is Patreon does that already. And I didn't want to back do the math. So it would be a Canadian five bucks. So it's an American $5. I'm on Patreon. If you search for the witching half hour, so I'm there. The bonus content I'm really excited about. The interviews I do typically go long and I have even more information and more time with all of my beautiful guests than is ever posted. I'm putting that in the Patreon. So the first one out right now that you can sign up for is the continued conversation between me and Kelly DiBianco. And we get really personal in that because we know each other so well. So it's going to be 
the continued conversations between me and my beautiful guests. I have audio from Monique Wilson, who was on here, from Tian Neo Imas, who was on here, from Lazina, that was on here. So I'm going to be going through some of that and creating mini-sodes and extended content for you guys over there on Patreon. And if you are not in a place where you can financially support the podcast, that's okay. What you can do is like, review, share, all the things. Those mean so much to me. And the way you guys have been creating this earbud coven with me, I'm so full of gratitude. I'm just, I'm floored at all of the the sharing and listening that's going on. And I'm really... That is the best thing you can do for the podcast at any time is to just hit the five-star review, leave a review on Apple, leave a review in Spotify, share it with your friends, help get it out there. Um, my next piece of housekeeping, what do I have? That's the other thing. Um, the April love letter, little bit of magic. Again, you can sign up for the love letter on my website. That's where our grounding meditation is going to be. I'm doing the elements. We're going through those now. And I'm going to record that right after this episode. So it'll be in the April love letter. Okay, that's everything. Okay, let's get, let's talk about some tarot. So you guys know, you, I think you all know, I always put out a YouTube, but I haven't picked what cards I'm going to show on the YouTube. So I just going to talk generally about this hangman card. What I find really interesting when we start talking about this is there's a lot of different interpretations of the symbolism in this card and ideas around why the hangman is hanging. So I always go back to the origins of the tarot. I always go back to Italy. I always go back to the Tarot de Marseille. And what is interesting is the hangman card is also considered the traitor's card not traitor like Pokemon, like traitor, like stab you in the back, disloyal person. The reason he's hanging the way he's hanging is because of a, a rule or a, a decree in Milan back in the 1400s of Italy. So I pulled it up. I'm reading this straight off the Wikipedia. If you search up the hangman in there, I can't find who made this royal decree. Must have been whoever was ruling over Milan at that time. But the punishment for traitors was, and I quote, let him be dragged on a wooden plank at a horse's tail to the place of execution and there be suspended by one foot to the gallows and be left there until he is dead. As long as he lives, let him be given food and drink, end quote. So basically, if you were found to be a traitorous scumbag, they would drag you behind a horse, they tie you to some kind of a piece of board first, drag you to wherever they are executing people, and hang you upside down in a gallows. And as your punishment, they wouldn't like just hang you regular and let your neck break and all that. They would hang you by your foot. And as long as you were alive, you would be fed something and, and given water. So you would actually hang until you died. So that is why the hangman is in that position. That's where it comes from. Because if you remember, the tarot originates in Italy, in around the Milan area of Italy. I was searching up and it was interesting to me because the 
the tarot that most resembles what we have today for our divination tools is the Tarot de Marseille. And that is, I think that was popular around the 17th century. And that's where, um, like when Queen Victoria was getting into all of her esotericism and all that, that's the tarot deck that was circulating in Europe. There are older decks and they're not always complete. And they're all kind of from the area of Italy up and around Milan and everything. And the oldest one, I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's called um, the Visconti Sforza Tarot. And this is the one that they, it's not exactly like our decks, but it is a deck of cards with a trump suit. And there was like a game like bridge that people played with these cards. And they would have different artists come and create the cards based on royalty and courtiers and whoever was really popular and cool in whatever town they were playing this in. So you would have, if you were wealthy, you would have your own artistic deck made for you to play with your your peeps in your parlor, right? And it is even in this Visconti Sforza. I'm butchering this Italian name. I know I am. I'll put it in the show notes. Don't worry. And I'll put some pictures in there too. In that one as well, you see that the hangman is being hung like a traitor. So I find it really interesting because you have this really ancient tarot deck with the hangman hung like a traitor. And then you flash forward to early esotericism when we have Aleister Crowley and Israel Regardi, and we have the Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn being really active. So we're talking about like 1890 something to 1905 or 1910, something in there. In this first wave, this first new age esoteric spiritualism, you now have the same figure upside down as a traitor, but the kind of symbolism is layered in with the common religion of the time, which is Christianity based. So you have this transformation from the gallows in the artwork to transforming into looking more like a Tau cross, which is like a, a cross cross, right? Like a, don't say Tau cross. You have it transforming the gallows instead of being this archway with two pillars and a board across and the hangman hanging down there, you have him now hanging on what appears to be a cross. So there's still the the board across, but now he's on like more like a Christian crucifixion cross. And instead of being upside right, he's upside down. And there's even some decks today that have the hangman depicted very Christ-like. I know I have a deck in my collection where I think he's even upright and he even looks very much like a long-haired hippie hippie Jesus, you know, the nice really white looking Jesus with the pretty blonde hair that we have in iconery. Is that the right word? That we have in our icon imagery. So the symbolism of this card is really neat and the way that the idea of being hung for a treason or as a traitor has now transformed through the lens that is making the artwork. Every time we are looking at art, it's so cool because it reflects the beliefs that are happening at the time. And even though 
there was this push of spiritual and esotericness in the 1910s, in the 1890s, in that time of Queen Victoria having her, um, what's his name, John? Oh, what's his name? She had a astrologer and I know who it is because I saw his stuff. Uh, I, I'll put it in the show notes. It doesn't matter. So everything is through the lens of the culture at the time and Christianity was the popular culture. So you have in the Rider White Smith deck, you have this hangman upside down, and he even has the halo around his head that you often see in artwork of the Virgin Mary or of the Virgin of Guadalupe, this beautiful like sun-like halo around the head that is a depiction of spirituality which symbolizes the idea of higher thinking and spiritual thinking and separation of what we want from our egos and thinking in that highest realm. So I find that really, really cool in this card. The other piece that is often talked about within the card is what the shape of the hangman's leg, because it creates this triangle what is the meaning behind that? So they talk about the idea of the cross behind him being like a Taoist cross or a Celtic cross, which is interesting because originally it wasn't a cross at all. It was a gallows. And then there's a lot of talk about how the hangman, the triangle that is created by his leg, whether that is an alchemical symbol, that it is symbolizing the idea of the great work because because the symbol in alchemy for the great work is the is a triangle, like an upside down triangle. The point is down with a cross on top of it. Or it could be the alchemic symbol for sulfur, which is one of the first stages you transform to as you head from lead to gold. Now, the great work in alchemy is the idea of turning something from lead into gold. And we all know those stories of Gargamel and the Smurfs. Well, you do if you're a Gen Xer. He was an alchemist trying to turn Smurfs into gold. And the idea though in alchemy, the way people practice it today is that the great work isn't so much turning the metal of lead into the metal of gold. It's about turning the lead within yourself into gold. It's about self-transformation. That is what the great work is about. So the symbol for that, again, is that triangle pointing down with the cross on top. And if you invert it, that is sulfur, which is one of the key ingredients or the key steps to the great work, which is the triangle pointing up with the cross underneath it. So there's a lot of talk in circles around is the symbolism of the triangle made by the legs in the hangman, is it depicting alchemical symbols, or maybe it's depicting the elemental symbols of fire and water and the struggle between fire and water and what happens when you mix fire and water or use fire and water or whether they're in balance or not. So there's lots out there on this card, lots of discussions about the esoteric symbology around this card, but there's not a lot of discussions going on around the idea of the hangman being put that way because it was a punishment for traitors. 
So I find that's very interesting how we've taken this card and we have overlaid our own ideas around what's happening in magical circles onto this card and how the Golden Dawn and the beliefs of Ryder White Smith, how prominent those are in the way we look at our decks. I think what is more important than the gallows versus cross or the triangle versus alchemical symbols, I think what's more important is when we look at this card and we look at the expression on the face of the hanged man. And this is where it gets interesting to me because he's definitely in a position of stress and yet he looks serene. And that I think is the key to the meaning behind this card. We are again in that second set of the tarot. So we're looking at more esoteric ideas and symbols in this card. As the fool travels through the arcana, they are learning about themselves and they are transforming from a regular person into a self-actualized person. The hangman card is about being close to death. It is about being suspended and not having control over your situation. It is about those dark nights of the soul. It is about questioning your mortality. And beyond questioning your mortality, it's about becoming face to face with the idea of powerlessness, with the idea of your mortality, with peril. And the esoteric lessons and the deep knowing and the deeper understandings that can come from those dark nights and the trials in our lives. And the reason I say that is that is how it tends to present itself when you're sitting across the table with a client. This card tends to come up when your client is at their wit's end and they're wishing they could change a situation that is outside of their control. When they're refusing to look at, or sometimes it's not refusal, often it's struggling. It's having a very human struggle seeing the bigger picture and seeing why whatever is causing them discomfort and suffering that they cannot yet change, why that is and why they are incapable at that point of forcing a change that they so need and so desire. The idea of the hangman is about surrendering, not giving up, but getting to a place of acceptance around what is happening in your world and in your life. And that is where I feel that, that the halo that is placed around the head of the hangman comes from. It isn't about being an icon or being Christ-like. It is about having that higher knowledge, that open crown chakra, that ability to see from the bigger perspective, from removing yourself from the mundane and getting to that spirit level vision where you're putting on your, not Google glasses, but your spirit glasses, your shamanic glasses, and you're looking at all of the threads and all of the patterns and you're seeing where change really needs to happen in life and the pieces of yourself that need to be changed and morphed. I also find it really interesting if you take out your magician card 
and you lay it beside your hangman card in your high arcana and have a look at them. Are they the same character? Sometimes they are. Sometimes you will see that the artist has whatever person they have as the magician. They will also put on the 12th card. It is that midpoint of our understanding of these lessons. This is the trial, the dark night of the soul within your second initiation, where you have to stop relying on your physicality because your hangman is bound. They can't use their hands to let go. They are hung by one foot upside down. They're very, very vulnerable. They can't help themselves. So they must go to their spiritual power. They must go to the power of their heart. They must go to the power of their soul because their physical power can't help them where they are. And that is the esoteric lesson in this 12th card of the tarot. So there's an element of this card about sacrifice. And I think that's why a lot of artists do put Christian iconography into it with the Christ, because that is the ultimate sacrifice. I'd like to look at it from another perspective, from the Norse mythology perspective of Odin, and the idea of sacrificing in order for higher knowledge. Odin hung himself in a tree in order to bring himself close enough to death to be able to attain the powers of the saiths and the seers within the Norse tradition. Traditionally, it is not men in Norse mythology who have the second sight. Odin does, but the way he got it was hanging in a tree near death for, I forget how many days. I think it's something like a month. I can't remember. And that is how he lost one of his eyes, right? A raven came and plucked it out or something came and plucked it out. But I find it really interesting that you have the hangman in the tarot gaining esoteric knowledge through his suspension and discomfort and quote unquote torture for being a traitor. And you also have the story of Odin who is hung in a tree in order to gain esoteric knowledge. Kind of neat. I was thinking about that a lot while I was writing this and the whole idea of like hanging and stuff that came to mind for me. So I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's talk a little bit about what this means for your client, right? So what does this mean for your client when you're sitting across the table and you get this hangman card? Okay, we know that it is talking about the transformation of the person, of getting to a place of acceptance of situations, similar to the wheel of fortune that we cannot force things. There's a lot in this second set of seven in the tarot deck that is about not forcing things. It's about understanding how powerful we are, but using our power of mind and our soul power and our manifestation power So the lesson is similar to that wheel of fortune we just covered, where we don't have control of the timing, where we need to practice acceptance, where we need to go to a place of not looking at what our immediate want is and look at what the best move is to getting to a place of acceptance and therefore personal growth. To overcome something, not through the force of our hand, but through the strength of our heart and our soul. 
back back to our client across the table. Whenever the hangman card comes up for a client, I think it's important that we as readers are very compassionate. I think that this card will often let us know how uncomfortable our client is feeling and how powerless our client is feeling about whatever topic they're asking for insight on. They are usually in a place of great transformation. Often they can't see the other side of the storm. They can't see what they're working towards and there is a bit of a feeling of being lost or being frustrated. There's often a feeling of not wanting to give up and not wanting to give in and also not knowing how to get past whatever obstacle is in their place. And as seers and advice givers who are here to help our clients and to assist them in finding the knowledge they need, the hangman card is a moment where we need to really look at, really look at what else is happening in the spread and where the knowledge is that they need to get through. What is the perspective change that your client needs so that they can stop being suspended and use their heart and their soul power to get through the obstacles in front of them? Often it's not action that's needed when the hangman's there. You do feel stuck when you're in that space of the hangman, but action isn't what's needed. It's a deeper understanding. It's a nuanced look. It's a change of perspective is necessary. We need to get to that place of acceptance of the circumstance so that we can look at it from a new perspective. When we're sitting in a place where we're struggling and and battling with the fact that our reality stinks and is hard and not a fun experience to be having, once we stop tantruming and being angry at the situation and being resentful at the situation and accept it, then we now have the power to manifest differently. When we're focusing our manifestation work and our spell work and our ritual work on changing an unchangeable situation, it's an exercise in futility. And that is what the hangman is talking about. So we want to get to a place of acceptance. You are suspended. Nothing you're doing is working. You're not using the right tool. The tool is different than what you're used to. So it's a very difficult lesson to get through. And I've watched myself included as a client. I've watched lots of clients and my own self struggle with acceptance. And when we're struggling with acceptance, this is the card that comes up. And the lesson is, again, once we accept it, whatever that thing is, then we can look at how we can move through it, with it, along with it. Yeah. And we can't do the work in the way we have been doing it. The lessons of the gallows of the hangman are learned when we are feeling our mortality in that space where we are close to death. Remember at the beginning that the actual situation this card was first describing is a traitorous person hanging 
and being kept alive with food and water while they suffer. And it's through that suffering that they find the enlightenment. I think that is about all I have to say. I think, let me check my notes. Let me make sure I covered everything. All right, well, so my beautiful coven, thank you so much for joining me. I hope that the information here helps you as you are helping others with your tarot readings. And I hope it helps you if you use your cards for self-reflection and meditation and learning. Thank you so much for joining me for this witching half hour or so. I'm going to put some show notes up on my website. They will have the correct spelling of everything Italian and they will have some beautiful pictures for you. There will be a YouTube that accompanies this podcast episode because I love art and I love tarot card art. I'm going to share some of my decks with you. I'm going to try and find a bunch of diverse cards to show you. I'm not sure um, which ones yet. Usually I know ahead of time, but I didn't today. So it's going to be a surprise for both of us what cards want to come and hang out on YouTube with us. The website again is www.jodianpsychicmedium.com. That's where the show notes are posted and where you can find pretty much everything that's going on in the world of the podcast and my world. Okay. I think that's everything. Take care, my little coven. Bye. Royal degree, decree, decree, decree.